So what was amazing is a friend of mine was actually quitting his job at the, the corporate office I worked at, and he was selling kitchen products on Amazon. And it intrigued me. I actually laughed out loud when he said he was quitting his job to sell these kitchen products. I'm like, what? You're doing what? And he's like, yeah, let me show it to you. So I took a course called The Amazing Selling Machine, and I built my first brand of products. And I was able to quit my job a few months later. So here's the big question. Have you ever been so financially frustrated from years of poor financial decisions only to wonder, why didn't they teach me in school anything about how to manage money? I've spent the last 20 years learning the secrets to how money really works and how to use it to get financially free on a goal to retire early. I've realized how much of an impact we could have on the world by teaching financial literacy, entrepreneurship, and a successful mindset. Join me as I interview some of the world's most successful business owners, coaches, and parents to get them to share their secrets on how you can not only learn, but teach these lessons to your kids to become financially free and impact your children's financial trajectory so they can avoid the frustration and go on to do great things. I'm Cody Laughlin, and this is the Money Talkers Podcast. Welcome back to Money Talkers with your host, Cody Laughlin. I have a special guest today. I have Athena Saveri with me. She is the co-founder of the Titan Network. Athena helps entrepreneurs through unique events, sourcing uh, trips, and masterminds to make life and business changing shifts towards more profit, prosperous relationships, and ultimate freedom. She is the founder of China Magic, co-founder of Seller Events and Titan Network. She also has a husband and two great kids. So welcome to the show, Athena. Thank you so much, Cody. This is such an honor. I love what you're doing. <laughs> I am excited to talk to you. We, uh, we kind of connected on Facebook over some things, and I've, I've seen some of the stuff that you've been doing. Um, so tell me, what do you do with Titan Network? Yeah, so, I mean, I think it's probably easier if I backtrack a little bit, because um, then it'll make more sense on, on where Titan came from. Sure. So I um, worked for Corporate America, and I was in sort of a sales area. I was a manager um, at a consulting firm. So lots of hours, lots of stress. And when I had my first son, I was supposed to actually get back to work within six weeks, mm. um, which obviously over my dead body after I held that tiny baby <laughs> in my arms. I was like, yeah, right. I'm no chance. <laughs> I need a little newborn up in, uh, yeah, when they're a month and a half old, give me a break, you know? Um, only one that would let hold that baby is like my husband and my parents at that age. So, you know, it just wasn't gonna happen. So um, I struggled a lot uh, working from home as a mom and just trying to balance both working with these like major corporate, um, clients they were brand new to our company so you had to be really on your game and then trying to take care of a, a small infant um and that was that was quite stressful so by the time my son was old enough to go to preschool i was pregnant with my second son and i was like oh my goodness so i again um i was back in the office but then i went back home i had two babies now on my lap and i just went through a pretty dark period i mean I was so in love with my children. I was so in love with my, my husband and I was very grateful to be able to have that job that I could do from home when working from home was like very rare. Now everyone's working from home, which is cool. But what ended up happening is I felt 
like I couldn't be a really good mom and I couldn't really work on my career and I couldn't really be the best wife and for myself just because I wasn't sleeping I was just really struggling so what was amazing is a friend of mine was actually quitting his job at the the corporate office I worked at and he was selling kitchen products on Amazon and it intrigued me I actually laughed out loud when he said he was quitting his job to sell these kitchen products I'm like what you're doing what and he's like, yeah, let me show it to you. So I took a course called The Amazing Selling Machine and I built my first brand of products and I was able to quit my job a few months later. Really? So yeah, so that's really where my sort of Amazon journey began. And how, long, how long ago was that? So this was about five and a half years ago. Okay. okay. And so from there, um, I happen to have a big mommy group. I love building communities. It's just my personality. And they kind of went through the whole process because I was actually selling these at, yo I still do these yoga accessories, um, like headbands and such. And so the girls were kind of like, you know, cheering me on. And I do all these surveys, like what colors do you think? Should we call the sangria? Or is that too weird? Like, you know, just all these silly surveys. So when they saw me quit my job, they were very intrigued. So I ended up mentoring fellow moms on how to build businesses on Amazon. Well, that led to putting on some events for the ladies, which then the husbands would come, which then led to me putting on a cruise for 70 people for fun and putting on major events and being asked to speak on stages. And then I developed a trip to China called China Magic. And from China came Titan Network, which is why I kind of had to bring you through that whole yeah. story. Um, and I can tell you more about Titan Network in a second, but it's basically um, a mastermind, a network, a community that helps um, entrepreneurs to build brands and become extremely successful and find that freedom, which is really what motivates everything I do. Everything I am meant to do on this planet is to help people to find their financial um, time and location freedom so they can actually live the life that they were meant to be and contribute in the way that they were meant to contribute. I absolutely love that. I, um, one of the reasons I started uh, Money Talkers um, was so that we could help kids see that there are other possibilities than the traditional route, um, that they're, I think they're able to go out and solve bigger problems if they don't have um, life tied to them yet. And they have the mindset that's open to go out there to change the world so that they can have those freedoms because some of it is not just financial freedom. It's also creative freedom. True. You know? And that's so, um, I really love that you're, you're helping people to, to see that those things are out there. And, uh, and I love that you're motivated to come from the corporate world. I've done it twice. So, uh, I know the motivation. <laughs> yeah. Um, where do you, uh, you mentioned some, you packed a lot into that statement. So I want to kind of own back into some of the things you said sure. something that really kind of intrigued me is that like, um, the feeling of like not being able to do anything well, even though like life from the outside looks great. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of parents feel that. Yeah. You know, what? how do you, how do you unpack that now looking back and just being like, well, you know, cause I think there's a lot of parents that like just, they don't start because they don't know where to. Right. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, it is sort of like, let's not, you can hear my dog. Um, let's not pretend that I have it figured out because I don't. And I think that's the first thing that people need to know. Like in this life of Instagram and Facebook and social media, it's very easy to present 
you know, that people have things all together. And I like to be very transparent and say, like, look, like, I love what I do. So I put a lot into it. I love my family. And finding that balance is kind of a constant thing. You know what I mean? So I think that letting go of the guilt, because a lot of people, you know, it's like, if you're not barefoot in the kitchen baking cookies, you're wrong. If you're not making tons of money in perfect corporate attire with heels and everything, you're bad. Like you can't win no matter which way you go, right? I think there's something in there where like, you're like, hey, I don't have it all figured out. I think the real trick in life is that no one has it figured out, right? No. (laughs) And I also think that it really depends on what makes your family tick and what makes you tick. You know, like I'll give you an example. My my kids, um, my motivation for becoming an entrepreneur was to have more time with them. And in the beginning of my Amazon career, I did, which was lovely. I was finally able to make breakfast for them. I actually have a photo of my little one at the zoo at like two years old. And it was just like, I'm at the zoo on a Monday. You know, I don't have to turn my baby over to a daycare that I felt uncomfortable about. I'm home. I'm free. It was just amazing. But as I became a bit more known and in demand, I started traveling the world. And then I started to be away from them more then before I started with this entrepreneurial journey, you see, so it went, my balance kind of went the other direction. So what I started to realize is it's not the quantity of time with my children. It's really about the quality of time with my children. When I'm with my kids, my phone is off. I'm hundred percent present. If they want to play on the floor, Legos, Star Wars Legos, mommy's there building ships, right? Like if they want to watch a movie, I don't sit there looking at social media while they're watching the movie. I'm engaged. And I think that when I'm working, when I'm doing the stuff that I do, I give it a hundred percent. So I think my answer on balance is do what you're doing while you're doing it. Don't try to do everything at the same time and just try to give it your best, but also don't feel guilty and don't make yourself, don't put yourself on this like level that's impossible to achieve because then you're never going to feel good about yourself. You know what I mean? So I think it's a little bit of that. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I, um, my story is that in the first, uh, seven years of my kid's life. So I started a job and then, uh, two months later, my daughter was born. And in that job, basically I was working about 70 hours a week. So, uh, I basically cut out all friends and, uh, hobbies or anything like that. Because I was, if I wasn't at work, I was going to be with my kids. But even if it was an hour or two in the evening, I got to see them. I, I think the big key was what you said is that you were present, right? So go all in at that time frame. You can have it super impactful um, if that's your case. And I used it as motivation to get home. You know, I think what you said earlier about a lot of people uh, working from home today. I just gonna guess there's a lot of people who uh like were like oh if i could just work from home would be great i bet there's some that are like i gotta get back to the office man because this is tough yeah, yeah. well it's hard <laughs> it, yeah. it's really it's, hard it's distracting to have so much going on you know it is it, it's uh it's really tough to try and refocus but it's um i think you said something in there where you know where when you go to work though it's focus because i don't think i really don't believe in like the nine to five um i get more accomplished now in two hours than i used to get sitting in an office for 10 hours yeah you know because it's like i figure out what needs what the big domino is to accomplish you know and i wonder if you've kind of kind of you sound like you kind of compartmentalize that part as well yeah i can agree with you more on that like here's the thing like first of all 
I was never meant to have a boss, to be honest. Like, it's very good that I have my own thing because that's just who I am. Um, and then I've learned so much from my business partner. His name is Dan Ashburn. He's absolutely brilliant about systematizing, about focusing on the things that are going to move the needle the most in your business, about not doing $3 or $5 an hour tasks, you know, delegating, hiring professionals, hire mentors. Like, there's so much you can do to really um, change your income bracket, your, your expand your business just by hiring talent just by having the right people. And one thing I like to tell my guys in, in Titan Network, because they're all entrepreneurs, they're building brands, some of them are just starting, some of them are doing millions of dollars on Amazon, but sometimes they're trying to learn a profession. Like for example, if you were to try to figure out how to do proper photography of your Amazon product, right? The hours and hours and the equipment that you would have to figure out to be able to get that perfect photo, why not hire a professional photographer that's been doing this for 15 years, has all the equipment, you pay them a few hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars, they do it for you, it's done, right? So I think part of being in business is seeing the tasks that you're excellent at, seeing the things that you're not excellent at, delegating those, hiring the right people, and just focusing on what's gonna move the needle. And you're right, like in two hours, you can get done what would take, you, could, you can literally spend 50 hours doing mindless, stupid things in your business or in your job. But if you really focus on the ones that matter, you know, oh, here's, you want to hear my favorite employee? Yeah. Um, my housekeeper, hands down, 100% it's my housekeeper. Because, <laughs> like, I have no business, like, I'm not even good at it. Like, why am I going to spend 20 hours cleaning the house when my housekeeper can come in in like five, six hours, it's spotless. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. why, would I, why would I take myself away from my kids? For that time so yeah i think it's all about that it's finding the right people the right things and if you work for if you work for someone else um make yourself more valuable you know one thing i also suggest to people is like some people are motivated by time some people are motivated by money and i know that out of being an employer so if you're motivated by having time with your family if you can say look i can get these targets done and then i would as a bonus i'd like to take friday off right? Or I'd like to get these things done. And I'm, you know, there's just ways that you can work yeah. out having more of an ideal life. So yeah, it's all about efficiency. Yeah. I'm all about uh, task payments as well. So, you know, these eight things are what I need done. If somebody's going to, somebody says, Oh, it's going to take 25 hours to do it. I'm like, okay, well, this is what the value is of that. You do all the eight of those tasks in five hours. I don't really care. You know, I'm happy because they're done faster than I thought they were going to be done in the first place. As long as they're done right. My favorite person is the, we have a, uh, like a yard crew. So I always look at that and I'm like, I should mow my own yard. I'm like, dude, I can make so much more money in that hour and a half. <laughs> or it's probably because there's three or four of them show up. So it's probably like that three hours it would take me out in the hot sun doing this stuff that, that is that I could be playing an hour worth of, uh, you know, Nintendo switch with my kid. And then the other two hours talking to somebody like yourself and expanding my brain and my network and, and, and business. And so I think a lot of business owners, um, look at what cost is but they don't look at the uh the cost alternative the uh you know um, the opportunity cost that's right there's a quote i forget who it's by it's the most money you'll ever lose is the money you never made that's it that's it if you're the driver of a business and you mentioned something about delegating there's a saying in one of my favorite books of all time traction says that if something is repeatable and teachable you should make it you should you should delegate and elevate 
right? Because we love traction. <laughs> Do we you? Whole businesses off oh man, my yeah. whole business. Rocket, oh. Rocket Fuel changed my life because my partner and I have such strong personalities, and I was butting heads with him. And are you like, an innovator or? Uh, are what do you think? I think you're. I think you're the. I think you're the. Um, I think you're the innovator. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, there's the in the not, not the, integrator. The other uh, visionary. I think you're. I think you're the visionary. I can already tell. I'm definitely the visionary. Yeah. I'm like, I want a castle and unicorns and flowers. <laughs> and then my business partner's like, okay, a castle takes bricks. Like, <laughs> we'll get bricks. Don't worry about yeah. it. Right? Yeah. And no, that's I, how we created Titan is because like I brought in the network of these like incredible people and then he brought in the tech. And so I think that's also like a suggestion for people. Like if, if you want to find a business partner, that book is amazing. Rocket fuel is amazing. Cause you might be my mind. good at one half of the brain and you need your other half. So you either hire that person or you partner with that person. But if you're only trying to operate a business with like half of that, you're not going to succeed as well. So I knew you were a visionary the second you said your housekeeper was your favorite person because like, I'm not even good at it. Like, you, you, <laughs> it's just like you, you can't do repetitive tasks. It just drives you crazy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, keep me away from that. Yeah. yeah, and the problem is we think we're great at everything we do, but there's other people that are so much better at this stuff that you just need to hand it off and go do your thing, right? Oh, so. totally. oh I, I would love to talk about motherhood a little bit. Like, yeah, absolutely. So like I have a mommy following. We've got a group called Ladies with Babies on um, Facebook and I would do picnics. It's just really because I was lonely. Anytime I'd get into any sort of industry, I create a community around it. So I became a mom. I created this group. And so like I was in that world and that whole like women should, like you would think in 2020 that this stigma would be gone by now. But I remember going to one of my first um, Amazon e-com type events and some guy asked me how I got my husband to let me travel. <laughs> and I was like, because I did because I didn't ask him, right? <laughs> what, are we in and what, uh, what, like, you know, century are we in? So yeah, like there still is this thing about women about how like, you know, I should be at home. I should be like, you know, baking cookies, as I mentioned in the kitchen, barefoot or whatever. And oh, I thought you were talking about me. Oh, cute. <laughs> but here's, here's I like cookies. That's all I'm saying. That's I, all I like. Cookies too, for sure. But here's something oh, I oh. try to embody, and it's not easy, but like, I love being a hands on mom. Yeah. I love, you know, crafts, and I love being very involved, especially when they were little. Like, they were always with me as much as possible, you know. Um, but I also believe that my children, seeing what I've accomplished and me, traveling around the world and inspiring people and changing the lives of so many and being able to donate money to good causes and be able to take them to beautiful, you know, uh, vacations and things that they've been able to do. Like for me, and this is just me, everyone's different. Everyone's family's different. I feel the benefit to them in terms of their mindset, in terms of them aspiring. Like if you talk to them, anything's possible. I love and that. There, there's no, there's no barrier, you know, if, if, if you need to move a mountain, you know, you just ask which one, like my kids really do believe that anything's possible. And so, um, part of that is just watching me with my journey, but also this is really cute. They've had their own Amazon business since they were four and seven years old. So 
I have a few things right there because I want to get into this with you, right? So we kind of connected over this part where I had put a post up that said, um, you know, as entrepreneurs, do we see entrepreneurs in our kids, right? Because I feel like that we see it because we look for it, right? I think all kids are entrepreneurial, to be honest with you. I think that entrepreneurs and, well, probably specifically visionaries because I didn't want to bring that up because everybody doesn't know what that is, but like, we are ultra focused on like fixing problems and doing things and going out there. And so I, my kids are business planning all the time. Like they love it. They want to talk about businesses they can do and how to make money and how marketing works and all this fun stuff. And they're six and eight. Right. And so, uh, I just wonder, like you mentioned that they now have a different mindset and that's because I, I believe it's probably because the way that you, see the world right so they kind of our kids are kind of reflections more is caught than taught right and so you must did you have a mindset shift coming from like you talked about coming from the corporate world coming to the uh amazon world and being self-employed and seeing like wait a minute there's a whole new world out there mm -hmm. um as that started coming in did you change the way that you were at home as well like yeah. that, do you think that flowed through you yeah, for sure. I mean, the, the thing is, and, and part of why I'm so happy we connected and we're doing this podcast and part of why I do everything that I do is because I just feel like some people are unaware of how, like I've, I've always been an entrepreneur since I could speak. I was always creating some sort of business, getting my friends involved since I was like four years old, right? So it's in me, it is in me, but I kind of fell into the trap of like, I need to make money, I need to have a house, I need to have two car, you know, just the normal whatever. And so that's kind of where I landed. So I do believe that, you know, for some people, they just haven't found that opportunity. Um, and I think with kids, it's like, you've got a few different things here. You've got their innate personality, right? Then you also have sort of the environment that they've grown up in and their education and how we raise them. So there's a few factors involved because also sometimes you'll see kids who are raised the exact same way, but one person's completely different than the other person. Um, my brother is a computer scientist, extremely conservative, conservative and introverted. And obviously I am not this. So, you know, and we have the same parents. Um, so I also think one thing that's really important as a parent is to be observant of who your child is. They're going to show you, they're going to tell you if you listen and you might have an artist on your hands. You might have an entrepreneur. You might have someone that does fit as a corporate, you know, prefers to be a cog in the wheel because that's their personality. So I think it's lovely to inspire them and to show them core values of believing in yourself, being industrious, being responsible, having integrity. Like there are some key things that no matter what they do in their life, they should bring forward. And in my opinion, of course, all of this is my just Athena Sperry's opinion on life. But I think that if you can inspire them with those core values, they will do great in any industry. But you also don't want to shove your perspective and who you are into them because that's not right as an example my parents are artists amazing people um they let me be the free spirit crazy girl that i am as a little one you know i was always in the clouds and i actually thought i was famous because um everyone was really nice to me all the time so i figured i must just be famous <laughs> um and my parents celebrated me so much that i legit thought i was like famous um, and so, yeah, I had just this magical upbringing with just really great, but my parents totally thought I was an artist like they, cause I would draw, you know, as a little girl 
but I'm not an artist. I'm an entrepreneur. So it's like, they would tell everyone, oh yeah, she's going to be a fabulous fine artist when she's older. So I don't feel like people should assume, but they can see like the characteristics and always like help them and, and give them, you know, give them paint, you know, give them an art class. Will that turn them into Picasso? Probably not if that's not their calling, you know, but yeah, you can always support them and give them the environment to expand. Yeah, I think the big key point on that is not to put limitations, right? Yeah, so, and and uh, when you go into conversations with kids, a lot of times I find that if you go in with a an agenda or the expected outcome that they have to get to in the conversation, and I'm not talking about like math problems and stuff, but I'm just talking sure. about in general when you're having those conversations with them, um, that you won't get surprises and they can feel it, mm -hmm. right? Like if you go in and you try and say like, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And like, I've had to catch myself a few times over the years. Like I've, I've learned to learn a little bit. And so, um, you know, I, I, I want, I was hoping that my daughter wanted to be a veterinarian for some reason when she was like two, yeah. because she just loves animals. Like she still, yeah. doesn't, she still kind of talks about it, but like, I was like, well, don't you want to be a veterinarian? You know, like I'm pulling, I'm like, wait, 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 I'm just going to stop doing all this. Like three years old, four years old, like did you to be you, you know? And so I think you got to just step back and like, she may end up there. She may end up in a million other places, but I'm just going to support whatever I find for her to go and, and encourage her to have good core values like you talked about. And that's another yeah. traction reference it comes back to. But yeah. I brought it home too because I was like, man, I, I that book changed my way I looked at things. So I was like, I don't want to try and dictate the outcome to them. I want to dictate the person. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to I want to show them, not dictate, but I want to show them the person. I want to show them the values that are important to me that I see out of successful people, which is one of the reasons I love podcasting because I see characteristics of high achievers. Yeah. And a lot of it is just, uh, you know, ethics, drive, um, inability to be, you know, to, uh, to be told no on if something's possible, right? To see past that to, you know, for me, it's uh, my kids, we don't say can't, I say, how do I, right? If I catch them saying can't, I have to say, I'm like, I'll stop them. You know, sometimes they give me the little four, like six year old eye rolls, but I'm like, no, 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 like you got to stop. And, and I try to calm them back down so that they can say, okay, wait, rationally, how can I solve this problem? And if they don't want to do what it takes to solve the problem, then that's okay. You made a decision, but don't tell me you can't. All right. <laughs> and so um, I wanted to jump back into when kind of started this conversation though, is how did you, so how did you like walk me through how you did a, uh, an Amazon store with your young kids? Cause that's super intriguing to me. Like, I love the idea that you, you got involved with them and you got them involved. And like, so show, tell me like the dynamics and how you got started with it. Okay, cool. So we started out with the idea that they were to sell lemonade. Right. And I was like, cool. <laughs> we, we had the, what was the name of it? Just curious. The lemonade. Yeah. Did you guys have a name for it? Like the, like the company you're going to do sell lemonade? Oh no. Cause we never got to the lemonade. Oh, cause um, we did, we did one and we ended up with the little squeezers. <laughs> that is the cutest thing I've ever heard. Oh <laughs> they did a little commercial on my iPhone. <laughs> it was so fun. Oh, I love that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they, the whole idea was they wanted to sell me, and I said, cool. So I was actually teaching them about scalability, right? And I was like, okay, so how many cups of lemonade do you think you can sell? What kind of audience do you think you have out there? How many people are going to be walking by? At what rate? Like, let's look at this, right? And then I said, well, here's another thought. There's, you know, Amazon, as you know, because we buy stuff on it. And then I started to show them some of the stats. And I said, look, like if you build um, this thing on Amazon and you sell products on here, 
your audience is out of control the whole world, right? Versus the people that might walk past our front door. What do you think, Amazon? Cool. So um, being that I understand how this works and have taught a lot of people how to sell on Amazon, they, they got to pick out products and we decided to do a kitchen brand that was lemon related. And so we got a whole box of products from China and they got to pick out the one that they liked the most. And then we changed the colors and things to make it vintage looking and they helped build the packaging and they were part of the entire process. They knew how much the item was, how much it would sell for, what the return on investment was. Like we looked at the Amazon fees, we looked at the weight, everything. We looked at every aspect of the business so that they knew how it was working and they made the decisions with me. So that's really cool. Now my son, my, my eldest, he's 12 now and he's actually starting a new brand on his own because you know this one he contributed to, but now that he's 12, he actually wants to build one from scratch without any of my help, which I thought was amazing because I'm like, look, babe, like I've got a sourcing team. I have a hundred people in China that you can use. Like all the people in Titan are some of the most amazing leaders in the entire Amazon industry. Don't you want uncle Kian and uncle Dan to like help you out? And he's like, nope, this is me. So I'm very <laughs> good for him. <laughs> yeah. And here's one other thing that's really fun. So my kids were really into like Legos, as I mentioned earlier, and uh, they love these like giant Star Wars ones, but yeah. like two, 300 bucks sometimes. And like wow. they build it and then you couldn't wreck it. Like it just had to stay on their dresser. So it was quite an expensive habit that my kids had, right? And I was like, okay, like mommy's not buying you this giant expensive thing. Like it's not Christmas, it's not your birthday. You know, you're gonna have to earn it. And they're like, well, what do I do? This was before they had an Amazon business. They were, they were even younger. And so why don't you figure out something to sell? So we happen to have these little cupcakes that I bought from Whole Foods, a couple boxes of them. And so I actually had them go door to door and sell these cupcakes. And that was such an amazing exercise to put kids through because you have to have the guts to knock on a door, pitch someone, you either get rejected or not. And then you, you know, they, we actually had people reject them. It was like 50 cents for these cupcakes. And I'm like, oh, really? You can't give <laughs> cute little boys, like you live in a nice neighborhood. Like what's wrong with you? I wanted to slap them in the face. Like I can't even believe that. Right. But then at the end, they ended up knocking the door and this really amazing couple happened to answer and they gave them each 20 bucks and you should have seen the look on their faces they were just like oh my gosh the world is amazing and so <laughs> i ended up taking them to target and we ended up buying them that not the one that they were looking for we got even the bigger one it was nuts and i was like you win you win you win and so that's positive reinforcement that's yeah. showing that if you know the door slams on your face you keep going like there's so many things you can do so many little exercises that teach these kids real life important values that to me is more important than what year was you know president blah 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 inaugurated like that's cool but show me how you succeed in life when someone knocks you down that's a great statement <laughs> i uh well literally this morning i was watching uh like cnbc and yeah. my son walks in uh -huh. and he's six and so he's starting to do like three digit numbers so there was like the big screen they were showing like the dow and the nasdaq and stuff and he's like he was reading it he was like 167 he's like oh i just went to 168 and he's like wait just went to 152 like what's going on and i'm like i said come here bud and i said listen i said those are stocks he's like what's that and i'm like they're small pieces of companies and he was like you can buy them he was like any company he was like 
yeah. And he goes, what? If, so if I bought a piece of a company, what do I get? And I was like, oh, I was like, well, uh, I was like, when the company's making money, you get some of that. And he's like, I'm like, without working, he's like, without working there? I was like, yeah. He was like, I go, that makes you an investor. And he goes, so if I bought a piece of a company, then when I got some money from them, could I buy more of that company? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, what? He was like, awesome. He was like, I need to get some money. <laughs> so, I love it. And so he was, it was just like, you know, I, I think about these times where you just have these moments where like, it's just, you. that's where the kind of the concept of like money talking came from for me. Like, it's just, it's not, it's just like exposing them to like smaller concepts and having fortitude. Like, look, you knock on a door somebody didn't buy, that is not the only door out there, right? You can go out there and knock another door and sometimes you're gonna hit a home run. 100%, I love that. I love that. And you know, when you teach them to have that courage as well, I think yeah. that's so important because, I mean, I work with a lot of grownups that are missing their courage. Well, the first step I would say is a thousand times the hardest step of anything is to step out there and say, well, I, I could fail at this. Yeah. Because you can. If it yeah. was not failable, then you, it wouldn't be hard and everybody would do it. It would be super easy, but you just have to try it. I, I think a lot of people uh, don't know this, but like when you step out to do something difficult that you perceive as difficult, let's put it that way, generally it's a downhill run, right? You don't, just don't realize you're on top of the hill. Because if you take that first step, it's like, oh no, like I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. And then you start going. And then once you like start getting those, those wins, you're running down a hill, right? And then it's like, oh, this is easy. Like that's how kind of podcasting was for me. Like I didn't know anything about this, but I failed a bunch of times in businesses. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do it, <laughs> you know? And, and, and go and run with it. And so I love the fact that you taught your kids to go, just listen, knock the door, see what happens. That's right. Because you have to, I think a lot of people think that, well, people are lucky or business is going to come to you or opportunities are going to come to you. Like a lot of times you create those by just by stepping out of your comfort zone. 100%. I agree with you so much, Cody. It's amazing how much like we take and I just happened to see your posts on Facebook and I was like, wow, that's a good topic. But yeah, I think it's important because also we're not talking just about people who will build businesses. These are people that will solve problems. These are people that will be the leaders, the positive leaders, the, the critical thinkers, yep. you know, so we're, we're raising the society that's going to keep this world as okay as we can. You know what I mean? So like, they're going to make it better. They're going to be the world changers because yeah. they're going to be the ones that know that when someone says, well, that's a problem, but nobody can solve it. And they're like, watch me. <laughs> right. <laughs> like did you just say i can't do that right <laughs> i know i love that and that's, that's like that is the entrepreneurial streak too it's like everyone sees the one door but we see three you know it's like yeah it's like you know my i think um we were you know just a tiny little story to you but like we were we were doing something last week and my daughter the eight-year-old she like uh she was like yeah dad like it can't be done like she was like play this whole thing up and I was like what I was like come here and they're like we spent like an hour I don't remember I think it was like something to do with like her dollhouse or something that she was rebuilding and remodeling and saying I'm like watch like I sat down and I was like okay come here like this we're gonna do this and we're gonna do that and I was like solving all this stuff and we got done and she was like Ugh. she was like looks at me and she's like she's like 
I knew if I told you you couldn't do it that you would do it. <laughs> I was like, ah, I she's, love already, she's already figured it out. I'm like, oh no. So, um, but I uh, I want to give you the opportunity to kind of leave like a last thought too on this part of the episode, and then I want to I want to make sure we have enough time to do the high impact series. And so, um, when people are you know, so if they're listening to this and they're like, man. Um, you know, I, I want something like that. Like I want to be able to go and can they use your system and your, what you do to do it with their kids? Like, like you have, like, is that, yeah. So building the brand and this kind of thing, using Amazon, like do you think that opportunity is there for them to build something with their kids along that line? Well, absolutely. 100%. And I think then you're, you're teaching them things like, you know, branding, marketing, sales, technology, sourcing, like in the exercise of building an Amazon brand, there's a lot of things that they could use for any industry. So it's really kind of an amazing thing to do. And I think if you don't know what you're doing, it's even more important that you do it with your kids because then you're teaching them resourcefulness, right? Exactly. And not saying, yeah. yeah, then you're not saying, hey, look, I don't know how to do this. If you're like, if you don't know how to do marketing, you don't know how to do sales, you don't want to set up an Amazon account, you don't know how to source things, you don't know how to do all this stuff. Like, yeah, good. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And what's really cute is they saw Mimi getting like boxes of like random products, you know, and going through the boxes and looking at the color. Like they've, they've been there since day one. So I think it's quite fascinating for them. Yeah. And so when you see them as uh, 12 year old entrepreneurs, they're not, they're, they're eight year veterans. Oh my gosh. These guys are going to be monsters when they're older. <laughs> right. I'm so happy. <laughs> hearts you know I, I took him to Colombia and we did a, a concert for underprivileged children and it was a very dangerous part of Colombia we had to be escorted by police with machetes and I'm crazy enough that I brought my children down there because I felt safe enough because I knew we were protected and you know they were handing out food and they were handing out clothes and so I think it's important for, the, for them to see you can have anything you want by working hard but also see that there's another side of this world and that we need to give back yeah. and so if I could leave with anything on this, it's like, take a step back and look at your ideal life. Look at what's going to get you that freedom to be able to create these experiences with your, with your family, whatever that ideal life looks like for you. What's the number, your freedom number is what we call it in Titan. So how much do you need to be making a month to be able to pay your bills, to have enough to, to live, right? And then what's your dream number? And the dream number has to be like where you're really able to have the real lifestyle, whether that's giving back or being able to invest or whatever it is that is that dream. And then figure out what needs to happen to get there without it affecting your well-being and cutting you off from the things that are most important, right? So if that means you're in a job, fine. If you've got your own business, great. But what legacy do you want to leave your children with? What kind of parents do they want to think of you when they're grown-ups, and what would they tell others about their childhood and then don't waste this beautiful life you know what i mean there's just so much that you can do with it so many things that you can inspire and i feel like when you take away all that stress of the day-to-day -day, you can start to see what your place in this world is and i did for me at least you know the communities that i build the stuff that i do i really feel like it's an impact that i was meant to create so i really think it's time to take a step back and take a moment, take a breath, look at what that looks like for you, and then just work hard to get there quickly. Cause you don't want to have regret. You don't want to, you know, 20 years, 30 years from now, look back and be like, man, I didn't enjoy my kids. I didn't 
travel or do the things that I wanted to do. I didn't make the impact I wanted to do. And what kind of money do I have in the bank? Not much to show for it. And that's a, a sad thing that a lot of people live with as they get into their older years. So don't let that be you. It's really the only statement I can leave people with. And yes, I love that you start with a plan. You start with a you start with what you want, what your ideal is, and then work backwards. Right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And if anyone ever needs help, like I'm, I'm here. You know, parents, entrepreneurs, anybody who needs help with any of that, like. I make myself as available as possible. They can find me on Facebook. They can even just go to athenasaveri.com and, and look for me. But I'm always putting on events usually when the world's uh, normal and uh, trying to help people to, to find their freedom. We will definitely put some links in the show notes. And I want to thank you for coming on. I've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed our talk about this. I, I used one of my favorite words in the world, which is legacy. Uh, and when you start to think about that, um, it makes the small problems go away a lot of times. You know, yeah. like, am I going to be remembered for this flat tire that I just walked out to, or am I going to be remembered, right? So like, or, uh, or like, we don't, you know, <laughs> the, the power went out for three hours. Like th that stuff doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's what you're going to leave and what you're going to build with your kids. And if you, if you start to think that way, I think you can, you'll start to just notice that there's little opportunities for impact a lot. Mm, love that. And Cody, thank you. You're a very special human being. Thank you for all you do. Thanks for inspiring people. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks for coming on the Money Talkers. And uh, and we're going to catch you here for a few minutes for the, uh, for the High Impact Series. Thank you again, Athena. Thank you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Money Talkers with me, your host, Cody Laughlin. If you found this episode helpful in your pursuit of financial dominance, it really helps if you make sure to leave a five-star rating and share it with your friends or family members who could use good financial information and entrepreneurial success tips. I invite you to join the Money Talkers community Facebook group. Open Facebook and search for Money Talkers to join today. Follow us on Instagram at the Money Talkers for inspirational mindset posts, encouragement, and investing tips. And remember, the one thing you can do to change your kids' financial future is to start talking about money with them because you are a Money Talker. <laughs>